and welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We are your hosts, Rachel Paul and Vicki Collier. Hello there. Hi, Vicki. Um, we also brought April Sharp back in on this conversation because I know she uh, did a lot of these in her office, so we'll pick her brain on because this Because she was well. a superstar. Superstar. <laughs> hygienist. I hear there was just a huge demand to bring me back. Yes, there was. People were just like yeah. rallying. Like, the the why amount of, of... Yeah, when we looked at your of, podcast ratings, they were through the roof. So that's we were, right. You we know, got we to get April back in. Get her back. It's just more fun. So. To seal or not to seal, to have April on or not to have April on. <laughs> that is the question. Right. And we knew it was a no-brainer. Get April back on. That's right. So we're going to talk today um, to seal or not to seal. That that really is the question because mm-hmm. we hear this a lot in offices. Mm-hmm. And I know it's an underutilized services in, in a lot of practices. Yeah. And it's something, the first office I worked at, I never even, this never crossed my mind to seal a tooth on uh, on an, an adult. adult, of course, okay, now yeah, in pedo, right. and then I worked in a pedo office, and that's a whole different story. But I, you said underutilized. I go into offices every day, and they're underutilizing them on children. So oh, it never yeah. even occurs to them to use them on adults. Oh, right. yes. Yeah, so if you're underutilizing them on children, then you're definitely sure, underutilizing right, them on adults, right? right? Uh, but there's, I think that's a, sort of a tricky tricky area right mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. why i really label this it as is. to seal or not to seal right and it's funny like you walk into offices and it's one of those like, it's almost like fluoride like fluoride mm-hmm. is one of those like ooh, either we don't <laughs> do that yeah we're either all for it or, or not yeah for it. yeah and so mm-hmm. i just before we even like i would say before we even go into this conversation we're not here to tell you to seal well, sure or not to it's seal. up to you yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um what we've talked about in other podcasts is what you believe in. If you don't mm-hmm. believe in it, right. then you really shouldn't be doing it. But at the same time, you can't base your decision off of the past of something that's right. happened in the past. Right. kind of implanted that decision mm-hmm. without keeping up with your research. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of different products and materials out there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, sealants have come a long way from where they used to be. So a lot of times, you know, when I go into an office to do a training, I, I would just ask the doctor at the beginning, like, how do you feel about sealants? Mm-hmm. And and some will say, oh, I'm all for them. They're great. I'm like, awesome. Well, let's, let's talk about what patient would need a sealant in this mm-hmm. practice because mm-hmm. right now you're only doing about 10. Right, yeah, right. Right, so that's that conversation. Or, well, I just don't believe in them. I had a patient one time that came in. We, you know, we placed a sealant and they ended up getting decay underneath it. It ended up being a whole thing, right? Right. So, again, those past experiences. And, and honestly, like, if I were a dentist and I had a bad experience mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. too, I would be shying away from it. I oh. actually had a bad experience. When I was in hygiene school, you know, you had to test on each other, right? Yeah. So they put a sealant on me when I was in hygiene school because my partner, I put a sealant on her, too. So maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I always seem right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, four years later, fast forward four years later, I went to my dentist, or I was working with my dentist, and he was just doing my regular checkup. And he was like, I think you're, you got some decay showing up. Sure enough, we popped that ceiling up, and she, they, there was a decay. It was my first cavity <gasps> ever. 
It was heartbreaking. And then I was one of those people who was like, damn sealant. <laughs> That's right. I will never put a sealant on another tooth ever again. Because I was just like, once I started doing some research, I was just like, my God, this is really, like, if it is not done properly, yeah. just yeah. like anything else in yeah. dentistry, if it's sure. not done properly, it can do some major damage. So I think it gets a bad rep. And it wasn't until I started educating myself on the different products and mm -hmm. the different preparation that you can do that I got pulled back into sure, supporting sure. And you know that the ADA does recommend sealants, obviously for children and for, for adults. Mm -hmm. um, the ADA is our authority in dentistry, and right. they've got a lot of information out there. And I know one of the things that they do say is that four-handed sealants are better than two. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so and, and that's something I think that often will dissuade offices from doing this as well, because you know I'm doing good to get one person in there to, to do a sealant, much yeah. less how now have to find someone else who can help All with right. that too. So. But I think, absolutely, if you're going to do them, do your research, check out your products, maybe have a lunch and learn with a rep, mm -hmm. and, and know that you're getting... Because if I didn't feel confident in doing mm -hmm. that, I would never do one either. So I would and have to And you wouldn't recommend confident. it either. No, I mean, right, you, right. So you definitely have to find, again, we, we've talked about this before, but find that product that you feel comfortable with. Sure. I know a lot of the sealants um, actually release fluoride too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're definitely seeing less of that decay, but it goes back into having a good technician, having the right technique mm -hmm. down, mm -hmm. all of that. Um, I think one of the reasons, too, we, we steer away. So if I go into an office that supports sealants and they're all about it, mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you know, why are we not recommending them? A lot of times the it's answer, like, well, insurance. The answer yeah. is always, well, insurance is not covering that. Right. Yeah. For adults. Know, yeah. yeah, but you can't let insurance dictate what you recommend. And at the mm -hmm. same time, I'm not saying you need to go slap sealants on every single tooth. But, you know, a good... I, like I'm a good example of a person who benefits from sealants. Mm -hmm. So I um, I have deep grooves and I had a cavity and number three, I'm not proud of it, but <laughs> dental hygienists get cavities too, okay? Um, and so anyways, they when they did the filling there, I had them go ahead and seal up the rest. And I've had sealants, but you know, they're not going to last forever. They pop yeah. off mm -hmm. and they wear down. So, uh, but I have sealants in my in my bottom back molars and top because I have mm -hmm. those deep graves. So mm -hmm. I'm a good candidate for sealants and not everyone is. But if you have a patient sitting in your chair and you treatment plan an occlusal on, you know, 15, why don't you go ahead and treatment plan sealants on the rest? You sure. know they're prone for decay. It's mm -hmm. obvious. So, yeah. right. you know, I think you just need to evaluate the patient. Absolutely. Doing a sealant on an adult <laughs> It's so, so much, much easier, easier than <laughs> oh my child. Like, I think like working with children doing sealants was like my birth control sometimes because when I was younger and didn't have kids, I was just like, oh my goodness, yeah. this is crazy. And right. now that I have two kids of my own, like mm -hmm. even like brushing so, their teeth is like mm -hmm. wrangling an alligator sometimes, <laughs> you know, like I'm just like, just stay still. That's right. So I like, but adults, you know, Pop those in like yeah. in no time. Yeah, yeah. 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 right. Yeah. And, and the benefit to that is, you know, if you know the tooth is, if they have some being prone to decay or they've started to show signs that they're getting more decay and they're candidates for that, you know, absolutely, if you can get a sealant, that's a preventive measure. Many right. people, you, we talked about, you know, that, that trying to figure out what people will pay for, yeah. um, but many people will pay for prevention. I want to know anything you can tell me that I can do to keep myself from getting sick or from getting, you know, whatever. Right. And so um, you'll pay for prevention and also get this, you know, 
Yes, insurance is not going to cover it. But if you wait until the tooth breaks down and now you've got a cavity that you've got to take a drill to and mm -hmm. you've got to, they still have to pay a copay, yeah. which is probably going to be about the same thing as if they paid for the sealant before right. this broke down. So yep. there's a lot of ways to promote that. And if you truly think that, that that's something that that patient would benefit from, don't do them the disservice of not talking to them about it. Yep. Right. Worst thing they can say is no. Okay, great. Well, we'll see you in six months when we'll be doing a cavity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing a filling. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Filling that cavity. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's, you know, it's definitely, I think it's good for you to get together with your team and decide, like, what, what patient would benefit from a sealant, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then getting out of that mindset that we're only going to do what insurance for. We'll pay right, for it right, right. because mm -hmm. that's just, they can benefit from that. And then you'll end up saving the money down the road right, you know, by right. doing that. And then educate yourself and figure out as a team on the process and the procedure mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, you want to use. Mm -hmm. Like on adults, do you always want to do air abrasion beforehand? Do you right. want to do glass ionomers? Like I've I mentioned in, um, in a, another podcast that I'm a huge fan of glass ionomer sealants. Sure. Uh, that's what got me back on, you mm -hmm. know, okay, I'll, I'll get back on the sealant bandwagon um, as long as I know that the, the process that I'm using is going to get a better outcome sure, sure. Um, than having that traumatic experience in my first surgery. <laughs> and it was very traumatic. That right. sounds it traumatic. It was. I was like, no, I don't. I don't have a I was cavity. in denial. I was going through the five stages there. <laughs> uh, I was angry. Then I was in denial. Yeah. Then I was sad and grieving. <laughs> it's really, it really is different when a hygienist gets a cavity than any other person. that Like, it's almost normal, like... Most people go, oh, I went to the dentist. Do you have any cavities? Like, it's just a question mm -hmm, that you mm -hmm, ask someone. Mm -hmm. And you ask a hygienist, well, no. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> oh, cavities. That's right. So it, it really is more traumatic for us if, if we have something happen to us. But glass onomers, to me, like, just doing my research, and I I just liked the the evidence behind them, that they, they continuously re release fluoride. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to have an all-dry uh, environment. That was my favorite thing that about was it. My yeah, yeah mm -hmm. because it was like, you tell a kid not to put their tongue on the tooth. Oh, and that's, that's the first. Yeah, you tell like, an adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the first thing well, I just did. It's like a <laughs> magnet. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, zoop. I'm like, no, zoop. No. <laughs> so it really, it was a better... Um, if you weren't able to have that four-handed sure, uh, placement sure. with it. And then it just kind of starts infusing with the tooth where they were taking x-rays where you couldn't tell where the tooth stopped and the, the mm -hmm. seal it began because it started kind of bonding, bonding sure. with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, I was at, they, they cost more and there were a little bit more effort to put in, but to me it was given the best quality I care want the best, the I got the best yeah. product. Yeah, you know? and that's what if you're going to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. You're going to stand by that and you're going to see those numbers go up because you believe it too. Um, I actually had a, a hygienist tell me they, they've had us in their office doing trainings. And before the training, they were doing about 400 sealants a year mm -hmm. total. That was Among adults and team. kids mm -hmm. and everything. She said after they've had training with us and we're giving the verbal skills and everything to do it, mm -hmm. she said they are now averaging 1,200 wow. a year. Yeah. And they, again, they have good products. They mm -hmm. believe in it. They're passionate about it. And now they have the tools to present it. They no longer let insurance dictate it. They changed the way they thought about it. And that just proves that the patients are happy to accept that. If you offered me something preventative, I will take that any day. Because sure. I, I agree. And, and our 
world is preventative now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a. I feel like we're shifting now, so we need to leverage that. Right. right? Sure. And it's and like and if you decide sealants isn't for your office, then that's fine. But you have to have some preventative care Absolutely. program that's mm-hmm. put together. And we've been to offices that have done all holistic and mm-hmm. that's completely fine right. and they use things from biotin to highlands bioplasma pill and, and that's i've used all of those mm-hmm. so i'm completely fine with it so it's just like you just got to decide what are you going to offer to yeah right to, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and make sure you're using the right coding yeah coding is a big one for sure yeah. um and it can bring all it's a great way to bring some extra money into that hygiene department, Mm -hmm. which allows your hygiene department to then turn around and get other products too. I don't think people even realize that, but it is a business. So when your hygiene department is producing more, guess what? Now we have really cool cameras in every room. Right. Right. So you can put that money back into the business. And back to coding, like I think it's important to, even if you're doing an adult that's not covered by insurance, to still use the proper coding for it because you have to remember sealants didn't used to be covered by insurance for for kids Mm -hmm. and then once they started coding it out more and they started seeing the benefits of it it's covering it same thing with fluoride fluoride Mm -hmm. used to never be covered uh for adults and now it's up to like 25 25 percent of insurance cover adult fluoride code what you do yeah well we finally have the gingivitis code out yay so that's awesome and that was because enough people were like needing that Mm -hmm. code and there was a a Mm -hmm. need there for that good so So we put the demand out there we do what we're supposed to do as professions, then they do listen. Sure. Yeah. They don't listen as quickly or as that we're communicating with them, but it is out there. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I just encourage, encourage you guys to really look at your Look at your hygiene department and think about what is your philosophy on sealants. Uh, I encourage you to do some research. You know, have your hygienist do some research. If you're not happy with your current sealant material, find one that you do like. And it you know, might take some time to get the products in and try them and find the products that you like the most, but it's going to be well worth it. So uh, thanks again for listening. April, thank you for being on the show. And um, be sure to subscribe to our podcast or visit hygieneprofitleaders.com and you can request a free hygiene analysis. So we would love to talk to you and, and find out how we can help you grow your hygiene department. So we appreciate you tuning in and until next time, stay educated.